0: Can't hello, hello, and welcome back to Baki Season 4, Episode 1. We've got brand new episodes. The Pickle Arc has begun. And to help me walk through this very uh, exciting season, we have a new guest, never before, on the pod it's andrew my cousin hey
1: guys i'm really excited to no that's good keep going <laughs> <laughs> this is my podcast debut i won't settle for anything other than perfection yep perfect <laughs> i sure hope this is cut out
0: <laughs> all right starting season four off with a bang. so andrew i have two episodes er, two episodes um, see i'm making mistakes too um i have two questions that i ask all of my guests uh the first time they're on the show Uh, just so the audience gets a chance to know you better. So first off, uh, other than Baki, what shows are you currently watching? Ooh, Abbott Elementary. Mm, That's good. Nice and light. Yeah. All right, good. (laughs) I I really get a sense of the show. Nice and light. All right, and the follow-up question. Uh, Before we watched this episode, what was your experience with Baki? What did you know about Baki coming into this?
1: I'd watched the first one and a half seasons uh, a few years ago. Caught up mostly, but then put it away, and then watched Genghis Ashura. So at this point, it's it's all one big blur that's mixed together. But I, I kind of like it like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it you know you can just combine all of the shows with guys aimlessly fighting each other um, into into one sort of metaverse. Um,
1: I, I think there is an aim. The aim is to be the strongest.
0: Yes that that is that is that is the aim of every every man wants to be the strongest man in the world. Um, as baki uh said in a few episodes back any hoot so this episode and this season uh i've talked a lot on this foreshadowing that there would be a caveman i don't know if he's really a caveman or like an ancestor of humanity or like a neanderthal or something we have a new a new theme song uh andrew do you want to explain the uh just new theme song that we've got uh, all about pickle
1: I didn't have a single brain cell left to process that there was a song. The visuals <laughs> had me just struggling to keep up. There's a lot. There's a lot to pick up. I, I really like the Beyblade, like spirit animal. Um, arc that they're hinting at.
2: Mm, mm.
0: What, what do you mean by that? Um, Obviously the bit beast, but... Yeah, like,
1: as a Baki neophyte, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is something that's come up in previous seasons, or if this was just for the intro song, or if he is going to have a spirit T-Rex come out.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Ba- yeah, Baki, um, he's really gotten good at imagining things, um, and I believe... Uh, it looked like he was imagining a, a Triceratops, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to find out. Um, now, I want to talk about the, the, the big thing here that I think is something we can't ignore for too long. It starts with an asteroid hitting the Earth, um, which must have been fun uh, to just come into that. Baki or ba, not Bucky, uh, Pickle is fighting a T-Rex, um, which, do you think that the T-Rex, when you saw that, did you think that the T-Rex... What, what, what was your sense of timelines on
1: this? Yeah, I'm not too up-to-date on my Triassic versus Jurassic. Yeah. Um, but I'll be honest, I'm, having a, I'm blanking now because I didn't have thoughts. Just my brain was empty, just soaking in what was happening at the time. I think back to that moment, and I just picture a blank slate
0: your your mind was just as if it was just hit by a giant asteroid yeah, essentially all right yeah um i'll play some clips of the audio i don't think this is a great theme song i also think that it reuses a lot of clips from the show and uh, it's impressive to me that this show took two years in between seasons and has as many um, static shots as uh, it does um but we'll, we'll get into that as the show goes on uh so the episode starts baki is doing a stretch in his weird basement uh and gary Stridham is there uh, captain gary Stridham. sorry to keep you waiting captain he starts asking baki a question uh what, what, what was the question andrew <laughs>
1: I'm not sure the question was but the question i had on my mind was what size are baki's feet is that something that is canon (laughs) they just seem proportionally quite large in that stretch
0: i think that they're just normal sized and he's a short guy i think he's only five six so i
1: wasn't sure if he just had like decent sized feet and he's a small guy or if like they really are like just size 14. (laughs) i feel like that's got to be documented
0: yes i will look up on the baki wiki um and if not i'll add to the baki wiki with my (laughs) my own personal opinion (laughs) of how big baki's feet are yeah no but um but in the next scene uh captain stratum asks baki what is the strongest animal uh that's ever walked the earth um now i think you instantly uh out loud as if you were baki said the correct answer the tyrannosaurus rex uh, Baki sort of has to dance around that, first saying, "A lion,
2: tiger, a bear, not the most powerful alive today. The most powerful ever. Look, man, I don't know where you're getting. Answer the question. Saber-tooth tiger, woolly mammoth, jeez, a
0: dinosaur. No, no, no. It's a dinosaur. Yeah. First of all, do you think that the T-Rex is the strongest dinosaur?
1: Uh, I think the the Meg." as as seen in the movie The Meg may win in the power rankings
0: yeah no I think that's fair I I think that they're not considering Megalodons it just
1: depends on what the arena is are they fighting on land or in water then it really what kind of like semi-coastal like marsh can they both fight in
0: yeah that's fair and I think I think they're ignoring uh, my personal favorites the long necks you know like I I don't think they'd lose against a T-Rex um that's that's just my
1: opinion. I could see the long neck with pickle being a very potent like bat
0: <laughs> as in what he he picks them up by their neck and exactly. swings. Exactly. Yeah. I oh my god. I'm it's, not
1: sure much could uh withstand that
0: It's so funny cuz I could I I almost I almost expect to see that this season. Um so uh we keep mentioning pickle just to clarify cuz he is a new character and he'll be the focus of the season. Um pickle is a caveman who was uh, frozen in salt Uh, when the meteor hit the earth it hit a salt uh, deposit which then all the salt sprayed out and then crystallized around him and a t-rex and they don't say it in this episode i don't know if you figured it out but he's called pickle because he was kept in a salt formation and pickles are pretty salty um, they didn't explain that. They just start calling him Pickle. Um, I figured that out on, like, episode two or three. Um, <laughs>
1: that, that makes a lot of sense. The, when you say a lot of salt, I think you're underselling it. This is a kilometer <laughs> of salt, 1,000 meters deep of straight rock salt. Yeah. I what? wonder if he was in the middle or if he was at the top. Like, they don't really expi- explain that when they got the miners like finding him suspended in this kilometer of salt.
0: Well, those miners, um, those miners are just there to say, like, you know, none of this makes sense. Like, I like their their lines of dialogue are like, "Is that a dinosaur? What is that a man trapped in there? Wow, I didn't think men and dinosaurs lived at the same time. Well, this guy did. <laughs> Whatever."
2: That's a dinosaur, right? That's a T Rex. The dynamite must have uncovered it. I know the salt in this place is a good preservative, but look at that thing. It's perfect. And that's definitely a human. Yeah, no doubt about that. But how do you explain it? Does that even matter? It is what it is. But did humans even exist in that era? Does that even matter? Obviously, at least one of them did. <laughs> but I but I agree.
0: Yeah, it 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 feels like he was probably at like the edge of the salt deposit. It must have been. Yeah. Wouldn't that be embarrassing? You're just like drilling through the salt for weeks <laughs> yeah, <you> just, <laughs> just run like, dude a t-rex. flies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, where is it? So yeah, uh, J- Stridum told Baki that they found pickle. And then we jump and we find that pickle was found in the salt. Um, and then we go to the lab of um, a bunch of scientists, two that we care about. Um, some asshole called Alan. We're gonna
2: revive him, right? Don't be ridiculous, Alan. It's not as simple as giving someone mouth-to-mouth resuscitation beside a pool.
0: And a guy who looks a lot like Albert
2: Einstein, but is actually Albert Payne. We've always thought that humans first appeared no more than seven million years ago. To now have to push that back to the Jurassic period.
0: Um, (laughs) what
2: what did you think of these scientists?
1: I wasn't sure at first whether they were a scientist or orthodontist based on the office. <laughs> Took me a moment.
0: It didn't look that. It wasn't that impressive. Yeah.
1: No, it looked like they're about to change someone's braces.
0: I do think it, and it—they had like a strategic light over top of Pickle so that we could do a shot. Pickle doesn't wear pants this whole episode. Also, um, a lot of. Um, well, you had the great joke about the uh, the
1: black hole. Yeah, it seems that his member must be so dense and so massive <laughs> that it bends and captures all light that goes anywhere near. Is the only scientific explanation I found.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they, they just there's a lot of strategic shading to yeah. uh, to allow uh, pickle in these shots, um, which is good. It's tastefully done. They, they've done it in the past much less tastefully. <laughs> Alan talks about let's bring him back to life albert einstein says like um well yes that is possible um and they talk about this this was when they started this i just all worries about this season just melted away and i was like this is classic baki um because we learn about some scientific dig in new mexico where they found a rock from 250 million years ago
2: in the year 2000 in new mexico Professor Russell Braylin discovered tiny drops of water in a piece of 250-million-year-old rock salt.
0: With water in it that had like, uh, micro-organisms, uh, micro and they were able to bring those organisms back to life.
1: How many organisms didn't survive that process? How many did they lose? <laughs>
0: I forget, but they had the exact number,
1: Zero. right? Zero. <laughs> Not a single <laughs> microbe was lost in this resuscitation. Every single one in that drop of water made it. Up.
0: I think that I think that life has devolved in those 250 yeah. million years. Like those guys are um, quite impressive. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so first off, do you think that's real? Do you think that that was an an article that Itagaki, the author, read in the paper and then just put into his manga, or do you think he just made it all
1: up? Well. It- It's a new history of mankind. So it doesn't matter what happened previously in this life. (laughs) The new history is being written now. Before Pickle and
0: after uh, Pickle. Yeah, exactly, BP. (laughs) Okay. yeah. No, that's fair. So this leads to, honestly, my favorite part of the whole episode, um, which is they decide that they are going to use the same logic to bring Pickle back to life. And they, they, they talk a lot about what they're doing. Day 91 of Professor Payne's Pickle
1: Revival Project. A massive array of monitors has been attached to pickle's body ready to measure any physiological and neurological activity and since pickle lived during the jurassic period the temperature in the lab has been adjusted accordingly pickle has been immersed in a solution that almost exactly replicates his bodily fluids and this device perfectly mimics the cycle of the tides and the tempo that is the mother of all life but at the end of the
0: day they put him in a pool full of water up to about halfway up and heated up the water up to 35 degrees and then left. Like that, that was their plan. like effectively, they, if I was there, I would have thought that they just digged up a corpse and put it in a bathtub, heated the water up a little bit and then walked off. Um, but you know at, at the end of the day, I'm an idiot because it worked. but like did, did you
1: think that, that that they did you think they'd have to do a little bit more to bring it back to life? So it seemed to me that I, I was kind of led astray. I thought they were cooking him sous vide. <laughs> Cause when he said he was gonna eat a steak, I was convinced he was about to eat pickle. The experiment is a failure. What I'd really like is a nice juicy steak. <gasps> i'll be the first human ever maybe the first living thing ever oh
0: yeah so okay so alan um alan alan the worst i'll just i'll just add some clips of alan being the worst here hey editor steve here so the problem is that most of the times that alan is the worst are very visual uh like for example when he's looming over the comatose pickle he has ash from his cigarette just drop onto his face um he's reading what seems like just porno mags at work like, he's, he's just the worst. I don't like his face, how he gestures, uh, but I don't have any audio to back me up on this, so hopefully you've watched the episode and shared the same opinion. But um, he's a scientist, and he was um, looking after Pickle, and he got bored. You know, bored of the fully intact caveman that they found in a salt mine. And he goes, you know what I could have today? I'm going to have a steak. And then that's when you assumed he was going to go eat pickle, which was, would have been great. Um, but he actually went to go chop off some dinosaur, you know, because they found a T-Rex with it.
1: Definitely the first modern man to eat a T-Rex.
0: Which they put no work into bringing the T-Rex back to life. I would have been honestly much more
1: interested in that. I'll miss. I was a bit more interested in what part of the T Rex he was eating. They didn't really elaborate, like, and you didn't see, I, at least maybe I missed it, where he cut that piece from.
0: No, you don't see. Yeah. I, I, I feel like you go for the leg. They've got, like, a nice big leg.
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure, like, rib. Like, I did notice he had both arms, so he wasn't eating, like, a little chicken wing. Well, that would just be silly. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it was a missed opportunity.
0: Yeah, no, it's, I, I would have done a lot of things different. Um, But it turns out that this was the missing ingredient to wake up um, uh, Pickle. Uh, It's like an old Yogi Bear cartoon. The smell of the steak (laughs) comes over to his nose and he wakes up. And this is, if him being in a pool of lukewarm water is my favorite part of the episode, um, from more of an ironic standpoint, my actual, like, this is a good, I think it's actually a good part. Um, Is when he wakes up and they describe his feelings of the new world and the things that he has never seen before which include
2: Waking from his sleep of 200 million years the man sat stunned and bewildered The things he saw were incomprehensible to him a wall of lights straight lines running vertically and horizontally circles transparent objects None of these things had even existed when he was last awake. Um,
0: transparent uh, materials, vertical and horizontal lines, <laughs> and the concept of circles, um, which just blow his mind. Like, can you imagine not knowing what a vertical or horizontal line was and waking up there?
1: You've taken the words right out of my right of the cue cards you've given me. <laughs>
0: To be fair, you wrote the stuff on the cue cards. Yes.
1: You gave them to me blank yes. is, the, I guess, the fair part. Don't, don't, t- don't tell
0: anyone that this is scripted. I just, <laughs> I just bring people on. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, uh,
1: eventually... Oh, I, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, Please but my do. cue card does have a note about this. Oh, yes. It's not 100% certain that he was woken up by the steak and not the bottle of Lemmy Martin. <laughs> I mean,
0: it's, was that the wine that he <laughs> that had? That
1: is the, the wine. <laughs> A vintage Lemmy Martin. Is that is that a real wine or I don't know. We might have to check the wiki for that one. Alright, let's see. I'm gonna cut this out, check the wiki. Lemmy Martin. Wait, Lemmy, it might be a oh, real Remy line. Martin is the uh, Oh no.
0: Anyway, it's not this type of podcast. <laughs> so uh he goes back, gets the uh, goes and sees Alan eating his steak. Um, how does this interaction go? Well it
1: depends when you say his <laughs> Who do you mean by his? Who is the owner of the steak?
0: I guess at that moment it's Alan's. Alan's cooked it up.
1: I think Alan is just the possessor, but he doesn't realize it isn't his steak. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs>
0: but like, like, uh, keep going.
1: I was, the entire episode, I was convinced that Alan was imminently about to die.
0: <laughs> I was hoping. I I, I, I hated that
1: guy. I, I was just on the edge of my seat, literally, waiting for him to bite alan yes and it just it never came
0: and alan was dumb like he starts off with a i don't know why he turns around with a box cutter in his hand
1: this box cutter's all i've got that won't stop him who am i kidding nothing will stop him
0: but he was eating a steak like was he cutting the steak open with the box cutter i think he was just adding those little tasteful lines <laughs> yeah because he didn't have like a barbecue yeah yet. no oh, he's my like oh god yeah so he turns around the box cutter decides I'm not I, you know I, I can't win this um he has a gun in his desk which you know this is an American lab but I still don't think most people
1: do that yeah so. not much else like no picture of his family <laughs> just like a gun in his desk at I the I like, honest. like he's it got a box cutter and, and like a, a full like loaded gun no less yeah he didn't
0: have to load it and it wasn't
1: anything. even. I'm not even sure if it was locked
0: no not locked at all it was just like a loose drawer that was just in case the caveman comes back to
1: life yeah that's a pretty expansive office like his his, i feel like his office could use a bit more furniture yeah it's like a a new like layer in the sims or something and you haven't afford been able to afford like uh the fixings yet
0: yeah he he spent it all on gun (laughs) gun and box cutter probably
1: a good call in hindsight
0: well yes and no uh because you know, we've entered the age of bare hands um guns are not that effective um so pickle comes in steals his steak eats it in one bite great love it um pickle leaves then he comes back because he's you know just sort of aimlessly wandering around uh alan decides i'll shoot him in the foot uh taking your advice <laughs>
1: which you oh, said yeah. one second before alan did. he doesn't understand
0: yeah, and um, unfortunately, it was a very bad decision. Um, Pickle uh, is gone The before Alan can even pull the trigger. Um, he appears behind him, and then uh, Alan ends up shooting him three times in the abdomen. Uh, now, you've watched this show. Did you think that was going to do anything to Pickle?
1: I thought it might do something to Alan. <laughs> I was expecting him to flex and the bullets to ping out. Yeah. I was... Pretty disappointed when he, uh, he had to pick them out. That was, but he makes up for
0: it. He makes up for it with his major league quality pitching.
1: Yeah, that was that was pretty solid. Professor, bullets bounce off his body, and what's more, he threw them back at me, even faster than I shot him. I'm telling you, this guy could be pitching in the major leagues.
0: It was um. If you watched, you watched Attack on Titan. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like yeah. the the beast yeah. titan technique. <laughs>
1: work on his aim a little bit
0: yeah um so so for reference uh pickle takes the bullets that have just sort of bounced off his abdomen um and throws them two of them go into the wall one of them goes into alan's shoulder and it is implied that he threw them with more force than the pistol itself had um on the fire which is um quite impressive and then they undersell it by saying that Later in the episode, he says he could play in the major leagues, implying that every baseball pitcher can throw bullets into you um, faster than a
1: gun. I I like if we zoom back, what kind of forces are acting like on the air around his arm as he like winds up to get his hand fast enough (laughs) to throw bullets at that speed? Like the shockwave alone, I feel like would knock you over. He, I, I,
0: wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he like singes all of the hair off his skin. Well, he Just is like, hairless. Friction. Yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah, I, I, think, I think we're learning stuff about. It. Yeah, we'll have to check the wiki later. Uh, I'll, I'll add that fact myself. Um,
1: <laughs> How many facts have you added to the wiki?
0: None. Um, I, I hate the wiki. Uh, I have a grudge with it ever since I've started using it as a source, and I disagree with most of them. Editor Steve, I'm going to speed up the rest of this rant on the Baki wiki. Well, George Bush was in the previous season, and in the show, in the wiki, it says that George Bush is exactly like George Bush in real life, except he's taller. And I've looked into it, he's not taller. Anyway, I'm getting on a tangent that I've discussed too much. But um, that tall is a real George Bush. Oh my god, I'll send you a Discord on this. <laughs> I'll bring you to the Baki doggy, doggy crew. Uh, but I've done a whole discussion on it. Anyway, um, moving on, eventually Alan is able to trap uh, Pickle into the cell with the T-Rex in it so he can eat it. Um, and then the question becomes, what do we do with this uh, caveman, The first strategy is they call in five police cars. Um, I wonder
1: how you do that. It's like, it's like ordering pizza. Uh, yes. <laughs> hi, I, I would like, uh, f- five police cars. Uh, maybe six. Could you do six?
0: Yeah. What dipping sauce do you want? <laughs> exactly. So the police show up. Um, Albert Einstein is there. Um, this isn't one of those Jay Guevara type of situations. Um, You probably, in in the previous season, they had a guy called Jay Guevara who looked exactly like Jay Guevara. Um, This is, and had a lot in common with him. This guy, as far as I can tell, doesn't overlap with Einstein too much, other than that they are both Nobel Prize-winning scientists. um, But they seem to be in drastically different fields. Um,
1: Their accents are different.
0: Their accents are different. He just looks a lot like Einstein. Really,
1: I would have really liked... uh... Like a, maybe a fan dub with a, ger, a heavy German accent. Wouldn't that be a real value add?
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, Baki a bridge series. When is that gonna okay. come? <laughs> but um, so Albert Einstein uh, and Albert or er, how Al, Alan and Albert? <laughs> I hate these guys. Um, they're outside. Uh, they talk to somebody um the the police are talking like "Mm, we might kill him you know and and Albert Einstein's like you're not gonna kill him and it's like well we might you know he's more
1: important than George Bush
0: he's more important than George Bush Albert Einstein considers um Pickle to be the most important thing in human civilizations
1: history why haven't you just shot the guy
2: yes that would be simplest but the simplest option isn't always the wisest there's no time to explain but trust me when i say that that man is a living treasure a treasure precious to all humanity that naked savage squatting on the ground is more important to the future of the human race than any world leader
0: like there's a like i've been watching ahead in this season like to him he would rather everybody die than pickle dies like like there's there's no like trolley problem. You could have a thousand people on one track and pickle on the other, and uh, Albert would just say, you know, uh, kill them all. Well,
1: like, the, the, it seems uh, he's underestimating pickle because he could just point at pickle and no one dies. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you think so a trolley's true. gonna kill pickle?
0: It's so it's so <laughs> true. So up until now, I think uh, Oliver has had the best strength feats in the show. Uh, Biscuit Oliver um or octavia spencer as the, you, you <laughs> called him. but um biscuit oliver uh in the previous season was seen throwing a motorcycle across um you know basically across a room um and pickle i would say is even stronger he is shown throwing a police car into another police car like this is something the hulk would literally do um and he's just a caveman like i don't i don't think we used to be able to do that but may- maybe i'm wrong
1: <laughs> yeah I, I feel like there's more lore to be explored there
0: yeah maybe he's the ultimate cave man that's uh, the reason he survived
1: yeah it's not clear like i would like to see his home life and like a little more backstory like did he actually grow up in a cave
0: this is these are the questions it seemed like he grew up near a volcano
1: um yeah i'd also like to see his like morning ritual like his, what's his like skincare routine it does do his nails grow into claw shapes or does he like trim them and file them
0: like, i really want him to trim those nails they're gross
1: it's the one drawing i have um, and you can describe this for the viewers at home
0: <laughs> is that his hand the nails That's on his hand nails,
1: yeah <laughs> or it could be his feet
0: yeah he, he's got big old claws um, so the police aren't able to stop them. They call in the military, uh, and the military has a neat plan, which is basically um, they put their third-rate knockoff of Iron Man out there. Um, and uh, how skilled are these pilots, Andrew? I,
1: I think when you described it as a neat plan, we need to spell that out for the viewers at home. Yeah. N-E-E-T. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It is a neat plan. Yeah, um, I, I like that they use the Apple Vision uh, <laughs> Pro to drive their Bioshock suit.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does look like a Big Daddy, especially with the with the drill spinning yeah. hand. Um, yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> that drill spinning hand really. Uh, oh it, it really. It's really something, isn't it? Yeah, it's got some torque.
0: It's got way too much torque. So the the, the way the, this machine goes up, it grabs onto pickle. It realizes it's not strong enough, and so the guy goes, "I gotta kill him." Entering spin mode or whatever.
2: Look at that Nick. This thing's gonna kill me!
1: To hell with taking him alive!
0: instead of the arm spinning the whole body spins so rapidly that it flies off um into the bag it's wonderful (laughs) oh man so that that brings us up to basically the end of the episode um where uh, the military so the way it was described the police tried first it didn't work the military tried next it didn't work so more military with more helicopters came in um and stridham realized because uh, he was there representing the US military I'm going to try something different so he tells everyone to stop and he starts walking towards Pickle and what's what's he doing as he walks up
1: so I wasn't sure if this is a reference to anything in real life but he becomes general, <laughs> butt, hope not. <laughs> general butt naked yep <laughs> I think is the most succinct way to put it. I
0: think you and me had the same thought process of like, oh, he's taking off his clothes to like relate more to pickle, but then he takes off his underwear too, and oh, it's I like thought you he was gonna need...
1: battle him. Oh my! Like God. I was convinced he's about to throw down, and like he's gonna like, he's got like some kind of like speedo, like uh, MMA fighting shorts, yeah, of yeah, yeah, like, yeah. an American flag, no less.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the truest American um but no he goes up and he sits down with pickle um also i had i I read i'll play the quote but i'm pretty sure how it goes is
2: though a soldier well versed in modern weaponry he was still a man and as a man he felt growing deep within him a feeling even stronger than respect
0: they describe as he's stripping down and walking over it says um, as a man he had a feeling growing in him more than just respect which I don't I, I think it was something like camaraderie or like an understanding but um, you know <laughs> there's different ways to interpret it there's
1: a tasteful panning of the camera <laughs> so we'll never know fade to black
0: um, but no Stratum ends it with um, the best line of the whole episode bar none um, I'm going to
2: take you to a place where there are others just like you <sighs>
1: It's called Japan. <laughs> that line just sent me. King Kong is going back to Japan.
0: He's <laughs> gonna fight Godzilla. Uh, I love the the concept that Japan is just the home of like these these supermen, like these these god gods who walk among us. Just live in Japan.
1: Did they always end up back in Japan?
0: Uh, yeah, like we. It's funny. The last two seasons have. Been detours. So, you know, it usually is all in Japan, but then uh, the season you didn't watch is the Rai Tai tournament, and they go to China. Um, And then last season, Baki went to jail uh, for kidnapping the president. So that was all in Arizona.
1: Is there a single country on earth that hasn't been featured? Or is there a map, like the little scratch maps of where Baki's gone?
0: I honestly, I feel like he's probably just gone to China, Japan, and America. That's
1: not, not all too many places. <laughs> I guess people come to him.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's, it's easier that way. You know, we've Canada's been represented. Jack Hanma, Baki's brother, is Canadian. Um, <laughs> I think. Anyway. Um, so that's that's the episode. So Andrew, uh, my main question for you is, what do you think?
1: I, I think you know what I've been thinking. I, I think I had a stack overflow for most of this episode. <laughs> there is just so much the process. Like I was honestly thankful at the few times there was a panning shot because I could just recuperate. <laughs> And start to form thoughts again. When when the
0: police cars showed up, they had like a 15 second panic shot of those police cars. And it barely panned also.
1: (laughs) It was the same police car, all of them. I I was also thinking, how close is the nearest town to this massive facility in the desert? Yeah. Is that like a 20 minute drive? Like a a 40 minute drive? Like how many people live in that town?
0: Maybe they have their own own police department and it's just five cars. (laughs) And that's how they ended up there um yeah anyway um cool i think man it's been a while since i've done one of these i think that's my final question that i ask um oh other than did you have any questions for me
1: Uh, all right the first one that comes up is what size do you think pickles feet are oh
0: great question um i think that they are probably a 14
1: um the same size as baki
0: yeah well okay here's the stupid okay I'm going to be complaining about this all season. In the next episode, they tell us what Pickle's height is. Guess what it is?
1: Oh, like, what, 6'9"? They say 6'6". 6'6"? 6'5"? I thought 6'9 was a ridiculous answer. That's
0: what I mean. Well, and they haven't, but the annoying They've thing is... They've got a full
1: man in that Bioshock suit, and he's as tall as that. I know. And that guy's big. It's, it's, it's
0: absurd that they say that. And then, and I know that they're wrong, because later in the season, they're, they, he's standing beside a, a guy called Jack... Who we know is six foot eleven,
1: I think, and he's taller than him. So I don't. It's it's so. Silly. So is there like a comparative like metric where you, you use known objects like a size of a banana? And yeah. You see how many bananas tall he is.
0: Yes, um, and I, I'll I'll be doing that in the future. Next episode, when they actually say this, I'll start talking about it. I think
1: that can be your wiki contribution.
0: Yeah, I'm doing. Yeah.
1: How tall is George Bush? How tall? How big are Pickle's feet? Oh, boy. All right. Well,
0: that is... Um, thank you for coming on the podcast and kicking off season four. Well,
1: thanks for having me. I hope I sound all right at times two speed. <laughs> you think that their viewers will be doing that? or? Uh, I'm not... Well- you should ask your viewers, well, hello viewers, hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> or listeners rather, Yeah. how fast do you listen to Steve's podcast? Leave it in the comments below. Yeah, we actually do have comments,
0: um, and we, we do have one one person who comments every week, so uh, we'll get an answer to this.
1: I'm so sorry. I,
0: I have I have heard anecdotally <laughs> that people like to go a little bit faster, which makes sense. I think that yeah. people do that for a lot of podcasts, and I have, I have a deep voice, so maybe it sounds better sped up.
1: Well, I wonder what it sounds like at like .25 speed. Like the whale podcast.
0: Yeah, viewers, uh, make sure to listen this week. Uh, at, what, what is the whale podcast? Like,
1: speaking like a
2: whale. I oh, I see.
0: I, see. I assume there was a podcast about the movie The Whale, <laughs> which was very slow. All right. Well, that's all the Baki we've got to talkie. And uh, we'll see you all next week. And then usually my guests say goodbye. Oh, bye. There you go. <laughs>